Hi, thanks for joining me on another episode of Transforming Healthcare Applications and Technology. My name is Zach Donish, and I'm the membership director for AHIT and AHIA, two associations dedicated to strengthening healthcare IT leadership in both the technology and application spaces. One way we like to think about those are hardware and software, but it's much deeper than that. Learn more at our websites, ahit.org, that's A-E-H-I-T dot O-R-G, and ahia.org, A-E-H-I-A dot O-R-G. This episode features Dan Dillman, founder and CEO of A2U. We're going to talk a bit more about the work they're doing in the applications and technology space and highlight some important best practices that all of healthcare IT should follow. I'm here with Dan Dillman, founder and CEO of A2U. That's Applications to You. Dan, thanks for joining me here on Transforming Healthcare Applications and Technology. Zach, thanks for having us. It's, uh, it's great to have you on and, uh, and to talk a bit about kind of some of the hospital productivity challenges that exist in our industry here and how healthcare IT can help solve those problems. But before we jump into the details, I'd love to know how you're doing, Dan. I heard you just got back from a, a great vacation. Yeah, I'm doing great, well-rested, ready to go. <laughs> good, good. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Thanks again for joining me kind of right out of the gate here, and uh, at least we can begin the day with some thought and leadership. So we want to talk a bit about some hospital productivity challenges that exist, and I know A2U is doing a lot to help curb those. So I guess what is the impact of hospital IT productivity on the bottom line of an organization, thinking purely from an IT standpoint? Yeah, Zach, I'd say the biggest thing that I can uh, pinpoint when it comes to the bottom line of a hospital uh, organization would be the cost per patient visit impact of IT. So when we look at what the IT um, cost and what uh, I guess what responsibility IT has on that cost per patient visit, we look at um, the EMR, we look at the data center, we look at the high costs that we incur on that side of it. But one of the things that's often not known is the end user computing um, cost per uh, per patient visit is higher in most cases than it is back in the uh, in the data center. So we really have a focus on that uh, reduction in the end user computing costs. Um, those costs can include anything from that endpoint, the management, the network for the endpoint, the wireless, all of those uh, components together um, have a direct impact on that um, bottom line. And so when you have a breakdown uh, in kind of IT productivity, what are the biggest dangers of that? What are the biggest dangers of un- an unproductive department? And so one of my mentors, uh, CTO from a large health system, uh, once told me that there are three basic areas of, um, of a health system that they're focused on, and it's cost, performance, and security. And cost is always number one, unless there's an issue with performance or security, then they, they quickly go <laughs> up to the top and become yeah, one of the most important things that are being done within the organization. And I can say firsthand I've experienced that both working in a large hospital system as well as now uh, consulting for many hospitals is that we, we definitely see that, right? Everybody is very cautious as they should be on the cost and the bottom line. But whenever we're having performance issues or security issues, you know, that has that impact on the bottom line as well. And so we really start to um, to watch that, honestly, when it becomes an issue where we really need to be focused on that before uh, before that's an issue because those costs will come in much higher than, you know, saving a dollar, let's say, and not doing it right up front. Yeah, and, and I think one of the biggest... 
advances in, in technology really has been not only the institution, but kind of the uh, requirement of EMR systems and electronic medical records across healthcare. And, and I guess historically, kind of thinking big picture to help kind of frame our later kind of questions and conversation, how have EMR systems shaped the overall kind of hospital productivity that, that we've come to know? Yes, I think overall the uh, value that we see out of an EMR system is having those records readily available. If we think about I can go and I can get a test, the information is sent immediately back, and my PCP or the physician that ordered the uh, the test is able to get those results right away. If I go from one doctor to another, I can have those um, records follow me in that fast access, as well as some of the uh, checks and balances that EMRs add to um, ensuring that we are giving the the right dosage, or we don't have um, two uh, two different drugs being um, prescribed that uh, conflict with each other and things like that. So I think that's really where we see the value in the productivity of the uh, EMR. I know it has its uh, challenges as well um, when it comes to the productivity and performance of the EMR, but I think really the, the value and what's shaped the uh, uh, EMR um, being such a uh, a standard system inside of our health systems today is through those uh, security and um, availability of records. It's interesting you mentioned kind of fast access to to, to the EMR, and I think that's uh, something I've, I've seen you write about before, is this idea that there's this slowdown kind of on the entry side uh, of the information, which would kind of almost always be your physician in most cases. But then you have kind of the added benefit that everybody else in the hospital, there's that interoperability component where everybody can access that information once it's in. And I think that highlights at least one challenge of an EMR is that when you get to the data entry portion, it's difficult for physicians to do that while working with patients. So what, what are some other challenges, or, or even could you talk a bit more about that particular challenge? Yeah, so that's where we really hear a lot. I follow a lot of different um, blogs and social media things, and what I see time and time again is the uh, the concerns around um, clinicians and productivity and the impact that EMR has uh, on the productivity. My brother's actually, uh, he's a nurse and he complains as well about some of the amount of time that he has to spend in that EMR. And that can be anything, right? So that time is um, some of the added steps. We're talking about some of the value from a security perspective or from a um, preventive, um, uh, preventing uh, let's say a, a drug, um, you know, being provided that shouldn't be things like that. Um, so the flip side of that, though, is you know we have these uh, these extra steps that we have to do. And in addition to that, outside of the EMR. To provide that access, we have to deal with all of the other IT um, spectrums, right? We have password resets. We have uh, concerns for inconsistent user experience. How long does it take for us to get into the EMR? So just getting into the EMR sometimes is challenging uh, within uh, in itself. So that's where we really try to focus and try to help people to combat those issues. So you said we, so what are organizations like A2U or even A2U itself doing to help challenge that notion that there is this sort of uptime that that we have to sit and wait to access information or that physicians aren't able to interact with us as we're, we're waiting to get that diagnosis? Sure. So one of the things that uh, really started A2U with me is I was um, working in IT for a large health, um, health system in uh, Pittsburgh, and we had 
IT in the ivory tower working with uh, support tickets or requests that were placed. And um, it was really just trying to uh, handle what was being asked, right? Asked from a security perspective, asked from the EMR vendor perspective, and then meet the needs of the clinician as well. And one of the biggest changes was we put in a, a initiative to get out of the office and go out and shadow the clinicians and see what those workflows look like. We were able to see what was being created without visibility wasn't exactly what um, what was needed. So we were changing things and uh, really we've been able to go into many hospital systems and take an average um, time to productivity of about 50 seconds and lower that to three to five seconds to get an EMR while providing a consistent experience. And uh, you know, time is important. I, know I can tell you that most places we go into, we'll talk about how login times are an issue and it takes too long to log in. Um, again, I called that time to productivity because it's more than login. And I also believe login times is too technical. The clinicians and users should be focused on how long does it take for me to get into a record. And so that's what we do. We define it as time to productivity. And we take away some of those um, delays and some of those things that cause the issue because we're not watching the uh, uh, that user workflow. And at the same time, we're able to do this a lot of times uh, with a reduction in in cost. So going back to your first question, when it comes to that IT impact on the bottom line, there's really a lot of ways with the end user computing uh, methods that we use between thin clients and hosted desktops and things like that, uh, that we're able to show ROI uh, while increasing the productivity. So it's not just a matter of let me go spend a lot more money to be able to fix this issue. We can actually just spend the money in a different way. And like I said, oftentimes, if not 90% of the time, we can do that for less money just by implementing it with a little bit of a different um, method. And, and, and so kind of thinking about that in a big picture, what other technology exists in this space to really help eliminate the need for physicians to sort of be hunched over a, a computer for, for most of my visit when I go to my, my PCP? Yeah, so I think there's a lot of different components that come into that. One of them is going to be with, um, you know, we have a lot of devices now that are connecting back into the um, uh, the systems through whether that's a Bluetooth or a wireless access to be able to feed some of that information in. Um, that's definitely one thing that we have there. There's a lot of tools that we use across to identify the patient, to identify the physician. Um, we partner up with Improvata, for example, um, for a lot of those functionalities that can really help to, again, save time for entering data. Great. And I know that uh, Improvata is a, a huge sponsor of Chime and uh, Hisa Hitnahia as well. So uh, glad to have everybody on board as we kind of take this journey into the digital transformation of healthcare. Uh, kind of thinking then about some of the after effects of EMR and, and sort of maybe some more homegrown solutions to this problem that I'm sure you and, and your folks have faced. You know, what about shadow IT's impact on hospital productivity? I always feel like it's like a cartoon drawing of a shadowy figure, uh, which it sometimes is, but usually it's done because IT members care about, you know, increasing uh, you know, the access to the MR or, or finding solutions to problems that just haven't been addressed yet. You know, what are the impacts of that? Yeah, I mean, it, I, uh, shadow IT can be a, a, a good thing or it can be a bad thing, to be honest. It needs to be handled correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, IT should be enabling shadow IT. Um, a lot of times we find that um, IT is 
protecting against it. And there's really a, a happy medium, if you will. There's a lot of solutions that are in place for BYOD and different type of um, shadow IT tools. I mentioned Improvata earlier, right? Improvata can use um, a, a phone, a BYOD phone, for example, um, to be able to use that as your second factor authentication or for proximity awareness. Um, these are devices that we can take from patient room to patient room and have uh, the same systems follow us. So there's a lot of uh, advantages there. The problem is that there's also a lot of fear around it because of good reason, right? There's security concerns. There's uh, concerns about uh, supportability. So how are we going to be able to allow this, but yet make sure that we have a way to uh, to handle those uh, those concerns? But the there's a reason that the uh, consumerization of IT exists. There's a reason that we're trying to move down that path of, um, uh, if you will, from a clinician, from a user perspective of using those kind of tools. And if we can embrace it, we can actually help the uh, clinicians and help the uh, hospital, uh, hospital infrastructure be more efficient. Can you give me an example of something that's kind of just over the edge where we've got to rein in a little bit when it comes to some shadow IT solutions? Yeah, I mean, from a bring-your-own-device perspective, I think that's one thing that uh-huh. we really need to ensure we have both a, um, a policy for, again, I mentioned security considerations. We have to have um, support considerations, but we also have to have usability considerations, right? And that's where we, we miss a lot of times, to be honest, on IT. Uh, we focus so much on the security framework and the, uh, the policies for we can't support that um, that we kind of miss on the uh, enablement side. So there's a lot of solutions out there. We we work well. We're a platinum Citrix solution provider, but there's a lot of options out there that are MAM solutions, which is a mobile application management to allow you to use your own device to bring in your uh, you know the best of breed, if you will, but yet to be able to cons- to uh, secure that, to be able to uh, containerize those pieces that are work related and keep the device protected at the same time. So I really think that if we can again take a look at that user workflow, understand that you know, nobody's trying. There's, employees don't want to go around security. They don't want to go around supportability. Supportability issues mean that they have downtime. They just want to find a more efficient way of doing their job. So enabling things like an employee wireless network, where you can have your bring-your-own-device put on a guest network, the network is secured, the network is separated than your enterprise, but you don't have to uh, treat them as a patient where you have to have them authenticate every 10 minutes or every hour, things like that. Um, You can allow that device to be always connected to that network and then give them solutions that allow them, for uh, example, micro VPN through that uh, Citrix MAM solution will allow them to get to internet sites but yet keep the device secure. So those are areas that we use a lot to ensure that we can enable the the users to increase their productivity, which is what they're fighting to do, while still ensuring that we have a security aspect to it. And then policies being put in place to understand, like, what is the supportability? If you're going to bring your own device, what level of support does IT bring to you and what is going to be on your own? Because they understand that uh, if they bring in their own, let's just say, phone, that they're going to have to have support for their device, but there's a certain level that IT is going to have to take that they will go to to support that as well. And so for AHIT members out there looking to kind of improve productivity within their own organizations, perhaps they're strapped for resources or just looking for some simple solutions to put in place, kind of what exists on both a clinical and an IT level for our members to do right now to help change their environment? So 
So one of the things that we've really been um, having a lot of success with right now has been the conversion of um, systems to a hosted shared desktop. So we're putting thin clients, especially with the Windows 10 um, you know, migrations with uh, end of life on Windows 8 coming up, uh, we've really been doing a lot to save money to convert. And when we convert those, we're, again, we're, we're lowering the TCO, we're creating an ROI, and we're also enabling an environment that has the mobility that allows them to have access uh, from those BYOD devices. They can have access to all of those systems, and the productivity is increased Wonderful. Well, Dan, thanks so much for joining me here on Transforming Healthcare Applications and Technology. I'm glad we got to talk a bit about not only what A2U is doing to support physician and and IT productivity, but also a bit about how to help enable IT members to really jump forward and and sort of uh, take hold of some easy solutions to problems as well as uh, build up kind of a better environment. Dan, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me, Zach. Take care. Special thanks to Dan Dillman and the team at A2U for all their work with AHIA and AHIT. Coming up for AHIA and AHIT, we have our fall summits. The AHIT and AHIA fall summits are held this year in San Diego, California from October 31st through November 2nd and are great opportunities for technology and applications executives and leaders to network and learn from their peers and really some strong industry representation. Not only will we have some consumer-centric organizations presenting at AHIA's conference, but we'll be beginning into a lot of the nuts and bolts regarding technology, both implementation, and also discussing more about Office 365 at scale in healthcare organizations at AHIT's Fall Summit. If you're interested, you can definitely check out our websites, AHIT and AHIA.org. That's AHIT.org and AHIA.org. And learn more about our Fall Summit opportunities coming up in San Diego. Thanks again for joining me on this great episode of Transforming Healthcare Applications and Technology. Uh, Again, thank you, Dan Dillman and the rest of the A2U team for uh, getting him uh, and him and I connected. And uh, certainly thank you again for your representation uh, in AHIT. Again, my name is Zach Donish. I'm the membership director for AHIA and AHIT. Find us online, learn more about what we do and how we serve the healthcare applications and technology executive communities. And I hope you all have a great day.